I've got to be honest, I think that a lot of the time, they don't seem to like you. There's a lot of hard work and there'll be, it's blood, sweat and tears. I don't know, you know, if I suddenly get a guitar out, is, is it believable? 23. Well, that's really sure. This is your Welcome America Presents Totally Scott Lee, episode six. I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. And for the next two weeks, we're recapping and reliving the MTV UK classic reality show, Totally Scott Lee. And you can watch along with us because these episodes are still on goddamn YouTube. She has not taken them down. Still, Lisa is going through the courts. So first, for the uninitiated, which would be remarkable because we are at episode six, but let's do it anyway. We need to tell you what the hell this show is about. Totally Scott Lee, the TV show, follows Lisa Scott Lee from pop supergroup Steps as she tries to forge a solo career. Along for the ride are her family, the other Scott Lee's manager, Nath, and of course, Michelle Heaton. What happened in episode six, Fraser? Well, this episode is dominated by rumors of infidelity, Mm -hmm. uh, the return of Nana, (gasps) which is always exciting. She's back. And a few subtle yet very powerful scenes from Concept Records. Mm -hmm. Not to mention two trips to Leicester Square. (laughs) Let's get into it. Okay, before we get properly into the scenes and scenelets of Totally Scott Lee episode six, we don't normally do feedback in this episode, but we'd be remiss not to mention this one from uh, unofficial celebrity booker Billy. He says that he's got a confession. He has been listening to these episodes. Thank you for listening, Billy. And up until episode four, he hadn't actually been watching along the episodes on YouTube. <laughs> right. Um, his biggest surprise is how short the episodes actually are. <laughs> you talk about them in such detail, each episode sounded like a feature film. <laughs> Not complaining or saying you've scone on too long. I'm loving it. <laughs> Good, because really what people don't realize is that we're holding back. <laughs> <laughs> I also, at this point, would like to pitch Totally Scott Lee the movie. Oh, yeah. You know? Who would play Lisa? Oh, no, Lisa would play Lisa. So Lisa would play Lisa. It's just like a bumper episode, <laughs> however many, 15 years on. If, like Billy, you do want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter. You, the letter U, the letter R, Welcome America uh, is our Instagram handle. And you are Welcome USA <laughs> is our handle on Twitter. Oh, quick check on Twitter. Hang on, let's just... I'm going over to the Twitter desk. How many followers are we up to today? We're at 44. <laughs> We've got to stop doing this. It's, it's getting sad. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I don't know if you also saw that Steps actually have some new music out. Yeah. In, is it called In Your Eyes? So it looks like they've released two songs at once, which... Yeah. You know what that means? They listened to your feedback. They did. Double A side is what Leisha... Leisha? Leisha? It's what Leisha should have done all along with Electric and what was it? Never or Now. <laughs> Never, oh God. I'm so angry every time I think about that song title. Double A side. Okay. Shall we get into the first scene? Oh, please. Okay. Now, what have you called this first scene? Okay. So this first scene, I've called it Johnny Skates Home. Oh, that's nice. I've <laughs> I've called it Lovebirds Reunited. Because I actually, I like your title, but it's technically wrong. 
this scene opens with what I would call a horror movie shot of car's headlights driving <laughs> towards us he's not skating he is driving 100 percent. well i didn't think he was actually skating down like the m25 <laughs> speaking of halloween lisa's wearing a fun orange floaty halloween outfit isn't she what well, kind of she's wearing like a, a pumpkin fairy baby doll dress yes over some jeans yeah that have got course. a turn up and a little strappy heel yeah a little gold strappy heel mm. so she's she's kind of constructing the world's saddest welcome home sign which appears to be from like alternating different colored pieces of paper that she's written on it in like a felt tip would you know what in that home office at the totally scott lee residence <laughs> they've got some a4 paper they've got some in red white and blue and we'll just <laughs> tape it together to a welcome home sign for johnny <laughs> um she's also uh, brought out um some more champagne yes we need to at the end of this at the end of the whole eight episodes we need to count the number of champagne bottles that have appeared. Well, I was also thinking we should drink some champagne when we record the last episode. Oh, that's I thought a great that, idea. I thought that in the shower this morning. Oh, <laughs> good one. Even though she's got that champagne, she we just get a shot of her making a cup of tea in the princess mug. The princess mug is back, back again. <laughs> a lot of recurring characters uh, coming back in this episode. And that's our first one is the princess mug. And a new character in the scene. And that is uh, the Brita water filter in the background. <laughs> Um, I also just want to tell you a very quick story about a Brita water filter. Oh, please do. I first encountered one. I mean, I'm assuming you didn't have one in your house growing up because I didn't. No. No. (laughs) So when I went to uni in our horrific shared flat of 10, someone brought a Brita water filter. Wow. I was like, all right, chill out. Um, I mean, I was eating tomatoes on the vine (laughs) from Sainsbury's, but... (laughs) Oh my God. Have we talked about your tomatoes on the vine? (laughs) But I just think bringing a Brita water filter, that's different. Well, I think it it depends. Like I was, you know, I grew up in Norfolk where the water was, I don't want to boast about it, but I remember the water coming out of the tap, like ice cold, like it was like, because I grew up in literally the region. So it was like, you know, piped in straight from the cold mountains. Whereas like when I got to uni in London, it was like, you know what it's like living in London, that water's just all cocaine and, you know, birth control, isn't it? Yeah. But wait, did we have water fil- did we have water filters in London? Nope. I was drinking it straight out that damn tap. I think in I London. was as well. Yeah. But the water in Scotland's great. All I will say <laughs> is in our annoying house of ten people and some of the people I did not get on with, as you can imagine, um <laughs> You someone someone <laughs> in the house may have spat into the brittle water filter wow. late at night. Wow. Not gonna confirm who that was. But technically <laughs> it would filter the spit, wouldn't it? <laughs> That is such a weird prank. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Anyway. back to the scene where Lisa is, you know, getting her Welcome Home Johnny stuff together. Yeah. Did you also notice the spoon in the princess mug? Yes, it was like a, was it a commemorative spoon to speak of my hobbies and interests? <laughs> it, it definitely had a, a kind of a bulbous handle. It had a fun handle. A fun handle, it? yeah. I don't think it was commemorative. I think it was a fun spoon that she had bought from Next, Next Home. Just maybe, I wonder, where do you think she had her, her wedding Oh, her wedding, like, her, her get, her, what do you call it? Registry. Registry. <laughs> we read like, like wedding, gift, her gift, get, get, presents. Oh, her registry. I... I see her as a solid John Lewis registry person. And John Lewis, it, I mean, John Lewis is just so solid for a yeah. wedding registry. But no, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I see her popping down to like wherever, is there a John Lewis in Windsor? Probably. Yeah, I can see her popping into John Lewis and her and Johnny walking around with that gun and just like, yeah, picking out some real Boop. tough, tough crockery and, and cutlery sets. It's probably where they got the square plates from. Well, speaking of decor... Um, so obviously Johnny arrives home and he's wearing a golf visor inexplicably. 
Uh, but but a... wait, before he gets in, because you're about to talk about the interior. Yes. Before he gets in, first of all, he gets out of the car. It's it's nighttime, but don't worry, because we've got the floodlights on. <laughs> yeah. Those really harsh floodlights <laughs> that have like a white color kind of light outside the house. He rings the doorbell, which I was very confused about because I was like, Johnny, that's your house. You live there. Well, it goes along with your theory that he's still paying off his half of the mortgage. So maybe he still hasn't got the keys. (laughs) Till he's fully paid it off, he's not getting a set of keys. Got it. Okay. Take me away. So yeah, so he's wearing a golf visor, which I don't know what I want to say about it apart from... Actually, I think I said I would actually try and wear that golf visor now. I think it was kind of cool. Anyway... Uh, they've got very heavy, like tapestry, like a medieval tapestry blinds in their windows in the hallway. Did yes. you see them? They've got very heavy curtains. That, that, yeah, it's like if you went to a national trust house, I, but not a national, not if like an, a slightly <laughs> lower tier national trust house, or like was, a spooky like, haunted, ho- or like the haunted hotel at Disneyland. <laughs> exactly, but it's almost like a lower t- tier national trust house that isn't good enough to be a national trust right. house got turned into like. A solid three-star country hotel. Yeah, like a B and B. Exactly. It's yeah. that. It's that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I have to say that hallway does need some warmth because the white tile on the floor. Yeah. Oh, and she's going to be careful. If she slips. She could smash that princess mug <laughs> on that. Do herself of... a disservice. I know. Well, they have a very passionate, you know, uh, reunion, yeah. and he, uh, he picks her up and smashes through the "Welcome Home, Johnny" sign like a, a sprinter at the end of the London Marathon. And carries her up those pine stairs. Aww. And then they, they kind of go off camera and there's a lot of giggling. And you see that low, you really get a good shot of that gold kitten heel that she's wearing as he's carrying <laughs> her up the pine stairs. They are so sweet. They are. Very, this is this is a, a rare a rare moment of kind of just no moaning, just sweetness. And like, it's very cute. Because even that scene when he left to go and do Star Like Express, she was doing a lot of like moaning. And it was like, oh, I won't see you in two weeks. And it was a bit like, all right, all right, babes. But actually... Yeah, this was a nice scene. They, throughout it all, they just are truly in love and made for each other. Yeah. Like the wasp scene from last week. Like she thought his joke about Mr. Miyagi was hilarious. Everyone loves a Karate Kid joke in 2005. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Moving on to the next scene. What have you called this? Called it Nick and Nath. Nick and Nath. I've called it Nicola's office? (laughs) Question mark. Because, yeah, she seems to have a desk. She has that desk by the window that Max walked to last time, but now she seems to also have a glass cubicle. Now, here's my theory about this. Hot desking. Hot desking. So we're at the record company. We're at Concept Records, and it's a meeting between Nicola, the record exec, and Nathan, Lisa and Andy's manager. <laughs> Still unconfirmed that she's called Nicola. No, I'm, I'm, I'm searching every scene for a name tag for her. Never getting one. <laughs> for, as far as we're concerned, she's called Nicola. I think Nicola is in Max's office because right. Max is nowhere to be seen. Right. So, and she's very much the, she's very much the man behind the curtain of this kind of whole Oz mm-hmm. setup, isn't she? Max is very much the hologram of the wizard's face. Yeah. Whereas Nicola's really running the show. Nicola also appears to have had a makeover. Yeah. Have you noticed this? Yeah. Well, I said she's dressed like a pirate wench. Well, I mean, I mean, her hair is very dark and yes, yeah, she's wearing a kind of a lacy pirate wench blouse. Yeah. Linen, very loose. That crisscross kind of pull detail in the, at the cleavage area is very pirate wench. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's looking great. Yeah. Is our Nicola. One shoulder. Like she can see one, like she's got almost like a maroon colored bra, yeah. like a plum colored bra peeking through as I well. I really love you saying the word maroon. It's the double O. Yeah. Oh, that was nice though. It was like a, I, that felt, I, I that was nice. Oh. I don't know. Something happened. Maroon. <laughs> Maroon. Now in this scene, Nathan is explaining 
Andy Scott Lee's reluctance to release his single on the same day as Lisa, because that was the kind of cliffhanger from last week. Now, Nicola. Yeah. Surprising, this, this. She's, this is another scene where we're starting to build a picture of Nicola. She's a bit of a slippery character (laughs) because she says here, well, I can't remember who came up with that idea. She's really washing her hands of it. Yeah. She, I mean, we haven't had an earlier scene where it, it was coming from her as an idea, but she's she's a bit slippery. Yeah. Well, didn't it come from... Oh, no, the double video idea came from Von Dutch last week, didn't it? Yes. But I'm not sure if he if he also spearheaded the the double campaign release. But yeah, she's she's very much being like, well, I, had, I didn't have anything to do with it, and I think it's a terrible idea. Where do you think it, the idea came from? She's kind of making it sound like it came from Max. I wonder if it was coming from MTV. Probably. Oh, yeah, no, because actually at one point she does say... She's like, well, it is his career and it's not. It shouldn't be about the show. So probably it was, there was a meeting that we weren't privy to with MTV execs and Nicola yeah. and Max with them being, forcing them to do it. Yeah. Which is fair enough. It, it's a good idea for MTV to push it, but it is, she's right. It's it's terrible for him specifically because it kind of just wraps his whole solo career up as a joke and a part of this show. And in a competition with Lisa. So yeah, so it looks like from this scene, because again, Nicola's calling the shots, the Andy single release is getting pushed from October 2005 to January 2006. Yeah. Sorry, the reason I was smirking is because as soon as you said call the shots, I was like, I I just got, I'm the ringleader, I call the shots. God, the sh- I just got circus in my head. Oh, like, I went, cause you're raising a bed. Call the shots now for me. Oh, <laughs> wow. We haven't, oh no, we did. I'm just remembering we completely did it on the Girls Aloud special. It's like, we haven't treated listeners to our rendition of uh, Nicola and Nadine's call and response from yeah. Call the Shots, but we 100% have done it already. Go back and wow. listen to our Girls Aloud <laughs> special. It's also interesting here because Nicola is speaking as if she's trying to convince Nathan to push the record. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Nathan wants that as well. It's, <laughs> it's very strange. It all feels, it definitely feels like conversations have been had behind the scenes yeah. and now they have to film they this have to scene. Put a, yeah, put a scene to it. Yeah, it was odd. Which is weird because a lot of the show up until this point has felt quite real and it's just happening. Whereas this scene and actually uh, Johnny coming home, that scene was totally suggested yeah. by the the MTV producers. Yeah, she wouldn't have tried to put a, make a sign or like, yeah. No. Right. Where are we going next? Well, it is Nana Returns. Nana Returns. She's back. She's back, baby. I, I just said back to Nana's. Yeah. So they, they're trotting in and um, <laughs> there was a very strange moment where she's like, uh, Lisa tells Johnny to not walk on the grass and he goes, oh, it's tradition. It's like, what? What? It's tradition for you to walk on Nana's grass. Well, maybe he wanted to walk in the grass because he is dressed like an urban golfer. <laughs> well, he's wearing that golf hat again. Wearing that golf hat. And if, you know, the Scotleys are anything to go by, um, they do like to golf in jeans. That's true. As we've seen in previous episodes. <laughs> when they get inside Nana's hallway now, yeah, Nana has that classic thing I'm sure my Egyptian grandma had as well. The kind of doorbell that inside you can see it's like a big hanging wall unit of like metal things. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like metal square tubes. Right. Almost like a church organ. Exactly. So you <laughs> ring it and you let you know, it's not just like a little plastic unit. We're way before <laughs> ring doorbells. It's like a massive metal thing. I just I like that. Made me, made me feel cozy. Did you, made you feel, did you feel at home again? 
like I was at um, Egyptian Grand's house. <laughs> back, in the, back in the uh, the pyramid. The tomb, yeah. <laughs> so Nana's dog uh, is recovering from hernia surgery. That's what Nana reveals. Mm-hmm. She said he's been, he's been not very well. And yeah, he had hernia surgery. So, you know, just a little, lighting a little candle for Nana's dog. Now, something very, in terms of Nana's dog, something very subtle going on here, but is definitely produced. And again, discussions behind the scenes have happened. Lisa loves Nana's dog. Right. Lisa's like, oh, he's so pretty. Love you. How's my girl? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh, she's had surgery. In stark contrast <laughs> to episode one where Michelle hated Nana's dog. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, it was definitely, it, it, yeah, it was a decision was made to include both pieces of footage pointedly. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they didn't anticipate that one day this this 20 minute episode would be picked apart in a forensic detail. But hey, here's where we are. <laughs> that's, that's showbiz for your love. <laughs> <laughs> now, why are they at Nana's? They're at Nana's because they're going to show her the, um, well, actually, it's very similar to the first time we visited Nana's. We're going to show Nana Lisa's new music video. Yeah. So she says, first of all, she says, is your VHS working? Which I really, that a lovely sentence that made me feel great because people still were still rocking a VHS in 2005. But I think, I think most people by this point had taken part in the DVD revolution. Yeah. As I well, like to call it. But, but Lisa knew that Nana yeah. firmly VHS. Yeah. My, my grandparents have only just really embraced dvds in the past like 10 years maybe five years mm-hmm. and then um I, actually i had a tv vhs combo at uni well i mean it makes sense i didn't have the tv dvd combo so i had to have a separate oh. dvd player i had a tv vhs combo oh sorry sorry i thought you were saying you had a dvd and vhs player no one. no no it was just a, a tv vhs combo and then i had a separate dvd player for, for watching my dvd so i and then I, I went to HMV before my first year at uni and I bought like all of these, they had all VHSs on sale because it was basically a defunct technology. So I bought all of these movies that I knew I'd want to watch over and over again. I bought Crossroads, um, Aladdin, uh, Coyote Ugly, and there were some others, but they're the main three that I remember watching Crossroads, Coyote Ugly and Aladdin like on a loop. I want to show you a picture of the TV VHS combo I had in my teenage bedroom. Okay. Okay. It was a really lovely one in silver. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Wow. Because remember my, from previous discussions, my um, childhood bedroom had an aqua blue and silver theme. <laughs> so, yeah. It's great. <laughs> Shout out to our changing rooms episode. Nothing like, people, again, this is like the flip phone conversation, but kids today, they don't know the satisfaction of loading a chunky VHS into a VHS player. It does feel good to shove that tape in. There's also, it feels very safe compared to the DVD, which could get scratched yeah. and ruined or now, you know, the number of times you're trying to get like Amazon or Hulu or something to work yeah. and something's disconnected or it's not working. Like all the problems we had in, in, in Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Almost couldn't watch. I know what you did last summer. Almost couldn't. But tell you what, with a chunky VHS, shove that right in. We would have been 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. So this is when Lisa and Nana do some classic like who's on first kind of humor, which is where she says, she says, have you heard the song? Nana's like, the phone? Who's on the phone? She's like, no, not the phone, Nana, the song. Who's on the phone? It's like, oh, Aww. some classic, some classic stuff. I also just want to say at this point, we get, you know, glimpses of the music video for Electric that she was shooting in the last episode. Yeah. I maintain that that video, considering it costs 10K, isn't bad. Solid, yeah. Solid for 10K. She looks like a pop star in yeah. it. Definitely, I think that what they what they sacrificed in maybe having like lots of dancers and lots of locations, they did a good job of just making it look not cheap. 
Agreed, 100%. Yeah. It's also that time where way before really high-definition cameras and everything, whereas sometimes now, I mean, music videos are cheap now, but when they're shot on really high-end cameras everything looks a bit too real yeah. you're like oh whereas back then you got the gloss you've got you've got that kind of yeah that kind of slight blur particularly if it's on a vhs yeah that really helps everything <laughs> so i don't know this uh, at this point i've got quite a few like freeform just thoughts one of them's nana has a lava lamp i don't know if you saw that on the I shelf did. And yeah. I, was like, I, bet, I feel like one of the kids gave that to her i don't feel like that's her own lava lamp from the 70s fun gift feels like it, it went back to the like early 2000s uh, I wrote Lisa's structured jacket. <laughs> Don't have anything to say about it. I just wanted to point out she wrote a structured jacket. This is when things get a very things take a very strange turn. So Nana, they're talking about the song, and you know Nana says she thinks it should be first, which I think she says means is number one. I know. She wants it to be first in the charts. That's which so is really sweet. sweet. <laughs> and then she says they start talking about Michelle's new single, and she says that she heard it on Good Morning. <laughs> Which I believe is probably them performing it on This Morning, I right? Think so, or or yeah. maybe on GMTV, because it would have been GMTV at the time, right? Not Good Morning Britain. No, I was thinking it would be This Morning. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. Which this is, mor- what, does GMTV turn into This Morning? No, this mor- uh, GMTV turned into Good Morning Britain. God. This Morning's it. just always been This Morning. And then <laughs> I wrote the, for this bit, what is Nana on about? Because this point they kind of they start talking about like you know oh Lisa was always into singing and dancing and performing and then you know Nana's like oh well you know I used to be I used to like singing and dancing Nana goes on a, <laughs> on a very strange tangent here I wrote down jolly boys on the promenade and people throwing pennies at her so what I is think, she talking about I think she was yeah she was at some sort of pier was she in Blackpool or somewhere I yeah. don't know was she busking maybe. It's, it sounds like she was a child. I'm imagining like a Shirley Temple style child dancing on the end of a pier and like people, she's making it sound like people are throwing pennies in <laughs> like in a horrible way, but people are tipping her for her performance. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but who are the Jolly Boys and the, the promenade? It was all very confusing. I don't know. I was thinking maybe Rail because that's the seaside, the seaside oh, town I d- near I don't like know where they grew up. Is that in, in North Wales? Yeah, it's, a, it's, like, the, it's like there's a Pontins in Rail, which obviously oh, Pontins which we'll get talk to. about. So yeah, and then... Do you know for about ten years I would I went to South to, to North Wales every summer. Did you? With my with my friends back in London. We had a lovely time. Yeah, it's nice. And no matter what, this is very British. Very, like no matter the weather, we would go swimming every morning. <laughs> yeah. This is in our twenties and it was really fun. Yeah. It's yeah, it's nice. Um I so Nana's saying that yeah, she was on some sort of pier and people were throwing <laughs> pennies at her. And then um Lisa says, well, I used to get tomatoes when I was in Steps. I she used to get tomatoes thrown at her when it's she a, was in Steps. I wrote down, it's the classic Lisa button. It's like, she's she's good at putting those buttons on a joke, but they're always kind of a sad button. <laughs> I I don't know if people in the UK use that phrase, a button. Like to Put a button on it. Put a button on it. I think it. it might be an American thing. I think it's because I listen to lots of podcasts about like comedy and improv. So I think maybe that's where I've yeah, stolen but, that from. Because I remember hearing that at work. And I was like, what? What does that mean? So to put a button on something is just to put like a, a final punchline yeah. or like a final little finishing flourish. Yeah. Um, but hers but, is a sad button, which for me, I imagine it's a button on like a, on a coat that's like falling off. Um, I just want to go back to the fact that Nana's seen Michelle perform on Good Morning. Yeah. So this is 2005. The song is Song for Lovers. Yes, I looked this up. It's... <laughs> I found the performance oh that Nana God. watched. Okay, let's watch so it. So Liberty X were performed Song for Lovers live on GMTV. Oh, it's live. Come on, live vocals. Oh my God, Michelle's top. 
What? Who is that rapping? I'm not sure. Uh, this song. Oh, Michelle just did a little cheeky little tongue out to the camera. Michelle's a, very, a big fan of a very bright, like, highlight under her eyebrow, isn't she? Mm. It's very, like, under those thin, thin eyebrows. I like what she's wearing. It's a real definition of a handkerchief top. Yeah, hang- sparkly handkerchief top and, like, low-slung jeans. She's clearly wearing a heel, but that flared jean is masking the heel. <laughs> Love that. My friend's husband really looks like Tony from Limpsy X. I'm not going to mention the friend's name. I want that friend to know if they can work out who they are. <laughs> <laughs> What's, we find out later that Tony wrote this song. He did. Yeah. But also, and then I looked it up and he wrote, this song was like written in conjunction with um, Rev Run from Run DMC. Baffling. Very baffling combination of people. Anyway, Nana's seen it on Good Morning. Song for <laughs> so it was on. So it was on GMTV, it was not on this morning. GMTV. God, <laughs> oh, we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> another, right. Another mystery solved on this podcast. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> Song for Lovers. It comes back later in the episode. It we'll does. get to it. Right. Next. Okay. Next. I, I don't know if you've heard the opening dulcet tones of the song. <laughs> What's the song called? By Hard Hard, hard to Beat. That is my hard, first. Hard to Beat by Hi-Fi. You know you love ya. I know my daughter. How to beat. Hard to beat. Hard to beat. Now in a classic, classic one of those misheard lyric things, my friend Sammy, oh, no. I think she thought it was called Hearts and Beats. <laughs> okay, this scene I've called Andy and Nath on the road. Yeah. Da-da, 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 da-da. <laughs> Andy and Nathan, this is manager Andy. Sorry, no, this is manager Nathan and Andy Scott Lee, Lisa's brother. They have a good relationship, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they have, they have what I would love, loathe to describe as banter. I was going to say, they have a laugh. They have a real laugh. LAF. Yeah, they're talking about, her, there's a real quick little bit where they're in the car where he's talking about one of the brothers was once dating a girl called Lisa. And they joked that she was going to be called Lisa Scott Lee if they got married. And apparently Lisa was not happy about yeah, that apparently apparently lisa said there's only one lisa scotley <laughs> and nathan laughed a little too loudly yeah <laughs> he's constantly waiting for a chance to to drag her down so they um we, what well, we don't know at this point we know that they're just about to be performing somewhere obviously it does get revealed they're going to be performing at pontins i wrote that nathan is pumped to be performing he's so hyper isn't he nathan performing at pontins is it's peak nathan yeah it, it, it's kind of revealed that he's opening for... He's warming up the crowd for Andy, isn't he? Yeah. So I think it's like almost like Pontins get a two for one. They When they know they've booked Andy Scott Lee, they get Nathan to come out and do a, a Brother Beyond opening number. That's a solid booking. For Pont, for a Pontins crowd in 2005, this is... It couldn't be more perfect. You cover all ages. Now, can you describe what a Pontins is? Hmm. That's a great question. It's kind of like... It's a... like when we tried to describe center parks to people on the podcast. Yes. What was our US equivalent of center parks? There was some place in like upstate New York or someplace in New Jersey or something. Pontins is a bit like a holiday trailer park meets summer camp. Yes, exactly. For families. It's very like... It's like... Imagine if you took the place from Dirty Dancing but made it sad and in the UK. Like it'd been built in 1982. Yes. So they're in Ponton, somewhere in Wales. As you said, Nathan is pumped. Yeah. Interesting. Nathan, his stage outfit, it's also just what he wears for like a meeting with, with Nicola yeah. or, or wears to like drive a car in a motorway. It's just some light colored jeans and a stripy polo top. I think he looks like a little kid from the 70s. He looks like a little boy from like a, a picture in the 70s. Yeah, stripy top. A stripy top. And he's got flared. Like, flared, like a flared jean and like floppy hair. And he looks... He looks like a little kid in this scene because he's so excited about it as well. Did you see that he has something weird in his neck? Do you notice this? I'm just going to turn around the computer. Did you see that? Oh, is that a birthmark? Oh, I thought it was a hickey. Oh, maybe. Listen, 
it's sexy. Some, uh, you know, I'd give him a kick. I stop. I think <laughs> I think he revealed that he's forty-seven here. Yeah, he looks great yeah, for forty-seven. He, he really does. He's got a lovely complexion. <laughs> great skin. Great skin. Nathan's great skin. Yeah, because he doesn't look like he's been like like Botoxed or like plumped or anything. It just looks like that might be just what he looks like. Yeah. I don't know what his kind of background is, his ethnic heritage. He definitely has an olive complexion. Yeah, there's something, there's something going on there and I like it. Now, Nathan <laughs> performs and he goes down a storm with the crowd. Yeah. Again, weirdly, all of these performances at Pontins, no real actual song. We're just listening to hard fi hearts and beats again yeah well they well mtv don't want to pay the the no. rights to brother beyond no. <laughs> they've given enough shout outs to that song yeah so we're just getting a lot of dinner 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 but yeah it's going down a fucking storm there's an old woman dancing on the stage you see the blue coats dancing in you see them like doing that like hands above the head clapping thing i wrote down a little note here and it was just to, to make us careen off into another diversion Uh-oh. don't you feel like in another lifetime if we were slightly different people we, you and i would have been like blue coats or red coats we would have been blue coats or red coats yeah or we would have been holiday rats yes don't you both. feel like there's like an alternate universe where you and me met at a holiday camp or we met as holiday reps oh wait a minute or we met at the the first year of disneyland paris aka your disney yes. opening and we were cast members yes absolutely there's there's oh a, there's God. maybe three different timelines where you and me have met in those capacities for sure that would have been so fun <laughs> i still to this day would love to be a holiday rep yeah like in in ibiza or somewhere yeah i know i know that i would be exhausted but i know that i'd be able to do a really good job totally we could do the games just to explain to our u.s listeners we should explain what is a red coat what is a holiday rep so all those above yeah so it's basically just it would be the equivalent of being like a camp counselor mm. but instead of being for kids Perfect. it's for grown-ups so it's um it's you know adult entertainment so you would you take people out to go drinking in bars um if you're a holiday rep at a holiday camp like pontins you organize games activities you kind of look you help like do kids activities but you also do in the evening you might there might be like a show and the the blue coats and red coats would perform in that show yeah so you, that would be where you and i would have thrived we would have done like a i imagine like a very tried to do like a very high octane like dance number to like a pop <laughs> song that the, the crowd wouldn't have cared for that could have been a little inappropriate <laughs> yeah absolutely like i don't know what what songs were out in 2005 but it would have been like oh wait a minute what rate could we i think we would have done a really high concept number to rachel stevens sweet dreams my my lax where from the video the, yeah we would use all the ropes oh my god especially if we were red coats because we would have used red material and it would have made it look like it was coming it would have started but it was coming the the red material was coming out of our red coats that's so good do do a do do a do do a do do okay we're 40 minutes in and we uh we've got so much more we still need Fucking to talk hell. about <laughs> okay so and nathan performs then nathan calls lisa now I think Nathan's drunk at this point. Yes. He's had a good old time. Yeah. Now, Nathan calls Lisa. Lisa, he's been, he calls her. He's been trying to call her all day. Uh, but she says, well, I've been at a premiere working. <laughs> She's been at a movie premiere. I know, but he says all day. So I think, how has she not been available all day going to a premiere? I know they, I know they are early afternoon in, in London. Well, but... maybe, maybe she was B- with BT Cellnet. She's got bad service. Right. Nokia. Yeah. My friend used to call it. <laughs> For some reason, we called it BT Hellnet because I think we were saying in Norfolk it didn't have any signal. So we were like, oh, she's on BT Hellnet. Uh-oh. BT Cellnet. <laughs> so Lisa is with Johnny in a suite at what I would describe as a solid four-star hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe like a Radisson. 
Radisson, it's, Def- it's a Radisson. <laughs> there it is. So I think that the people who organized the premiere that she went to gave her the suite in yeah. central London. Yeah. Okay, so now this scene goes back and forth between um, Pontins and the, the hotel yeah, suite. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a between the world's most depressing after party and the radisson suite yeah because nathan andy and now tony tony (laughs) dad tony yeah scuttle scuttles scuttled into the into frame with a a sad can of beer and the three of them are having like a bleak heart to heart and they've opened some tins yeah it's opened some tinnies in a real depressing pontins suite it's very like a lot of i think i've discussed this so many times but there was a sleeping bag that i had in the 90s from argos yes and all of the furniture in that ponted suite was made up of that argos sleeping bag material from from that that design and everything and also the walls look like they were made of cardboard as yeah. well and <laughs> um, so they're all sitting around having some warm beers andy is sitting there his red wristband is back yep now here nathan is asking andy two things one if it bothers him that he also manages his sister and two does it bother him that nathan performs and then andy says he doesn't mind as long as he keeps getting the gigs yeah and he also says i'm drunk why are you asking me these questions yes <laughs> never seen andy drunk have we this is the first time no all listening up seems exactly the same <laughs> yeah just solid solidly middling energy yeah <laughs> and meanwhile back in the hotel suite johnny reckons that lisa should get a new manager no a bold johnny's full of a lot of bold opinions and, and thoughts this episode no nonsense is our johnny a couple of things coming up that i'm not a big fan of that he says but um yeah he says he thinks she should get different management i mean i don't know if i disagree or agree because nathan despite being kind of a chaotic childlike energy he does seem very invested in them or as a family he does seem to care but yeah. i'm just worried if he i i feel like he feels like a friend of the family more than a manager mm. we definitely need although i definitely feel like he does fight for them yeah in the in the sense of you know and when they're talking about andy releasing the single at the same time as lisa he was yeah he felt it he was sincere and he fought for them yeah so he does he does his job also at the end of this scene nathan kind of reveals that lisa's harder to work with than andy yeah andy asks the most world's most obvious question like who's easier to work with me or her literally whilst they're drinking beer at like a fun relaxed after party that would absolutely never happen with lisa it's like well come on i know and then i just wrote johnny's frayed bottom of his jeans <laughs> just wanted to point that out we're back to that day where the jeans were so long and kind of flared that all the bottoms were all like raggedy do you remember that particularly if you went on a night out yeah and uh it was raining and then the raggedy bottom of the jeans would Got get a bit, bit wet a bit brown and a bit wet yeah and then they would just rip even further yeah so those jeans would end up with like a kind of a u-shape at the yeah. back it's very 2000 and something to think of a man in a in a kind of almost bootcut jean the bottom's all frayed and he's wearing like a horrible flip-flop like a Haviana with one of the, those frayed jeans at the bottom. It's yeah. very, my, it's very like university, like straight men at my university would have that look. Where are we going next? Uh, I said, meanwhile at the haunted mansion. Oh, I've <laughs> called it country house with Mish. <laughs> this is a scene let oh. that then leads into a very funny scene. But this scene let is at the haunted mansion. Michelle's also in Halloween Orange. And this is a very, very quick little scene let where Nathan basically says, okay, so we just really need to arrange, you know, a pap shoot. And then what's that guy PR guy called again? Don't know. You rem- I thought you I thought you knew his name. You called him PR guy. Remember you said you knew him. Oh, like I, I googled him. Oh yeah, he's so, just a PR gay. So yeah, PR gay like then gets very testy about it and says, "I don't want to talk about this on camera. Put the cameras down. Put the cameras down." And then then Michelle gives like a little cheeky look yeah, over to the camera. It's it's truly the essence of the Michelle from Liberty X noise that we use. Um. 
So that little scene, like, it fades to black, like we're uh, in a, you know, a documentary about murder. <laughs> like we're in the staircase murders or the jinx. What's interesting, so they've just talked about, they want to get some pap shots, you know, some, some off the cuff shots that look like they're taken by the paparazzi, but they've actually taken and they get money from. Yeah. So PR gay is like, let's not talk about that in front of the camera. Yeah. But then the next scene is doing exactly that. <laughs> the next scene is one of the most, I know we talk about the comeback a lot, but this is the most comeback scene I've ever seen in the show. So we get, we cut from that fade to black of the manager being like, we're not talking about arranged paparazzi shoots to seeing Nathan and, and PR gay literally directing a paparazzi shoot. So the paparazzi is like kind of hiding behind a wall to get that distance you know, same distance as the cameras shoot this show as well, all yeah. from like a mile away. Yeah, long and lens. It's, it's a beautiful shot of uh, Mish, Andy and Lisa sitting on a picnic blanket looking at a magazine. And you just hear Nathan being like, make sure they can see the magazine. <laughs> Which is, it must be now magazine, right? Because it that's is now magazine. The, that's where the pictures end up. So it's them kind of flicking through a mag. But obviously because they're being taken from so far away, they just get to kind of do some idle chit chat. So this is where they're talking about a song for lovers, aren't they? And this is where Michelle uh, reveals that Tone uh, was the one that penned the song with Rev Run. Yeah. So strange. But it, it's nice because I get the impression that Michelle's actually really pleased for, for, for Tony. Yeah. So it's like, they, they seem sorry, to... we should wait, 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 we should clarify Tony from Liberty X <laughs> and not, not Tony, Scuttle. not Scuttle, not Lisa's dad. Yeah. I think actually from what the impression I get from having rewatched this show, but also just generally, seeing them interacting with each other in real life as well. It seems like Liberty X all got on really well with each other. Yeah, they all seem to really like each yeah. other. They Good just for them. They like, seem to be just... Well, they were very normal. <laughs> yeah. It's not one of them that was like an insane, insane person. But back then, Mish wasn't the easiest of, of, I guess. of characters. <laughs> so they've all... I think Liberty X all like each other because they were all... The rejects yeah. from pop stars. They, they were the underdogs. They, they were the underdogs and then they were successful. So they were never primed for huge fame yeah. and then they did really well. And again, never forget the picture of uh, Richard Branson dropping Michelle at the Liberty X Virgin Records signing and also the footage of her falling over at the car show. Okay. Well, they also, crucially at this point, Lisa asks Michelle about the single song for lovers, you know, what chart play placement are they hoping for? Right. And Michelle says she wants a top five. Yeah. She'd be upset if it wasn't a top five. So jabbing into Lisa's attempt to get into the top ten. Exactly. Misha's halved it. Lovely. Then they start playing cricket. Yeah. Very strange scene of them playing cricket. But Michelle hits the ball. Yeah. Like she does well. And, and I'm only saying this just because we saw her play golf the other week and yeah. it was truly horrendous. Yeah. Although I will say if you were the, the kind of, she hits it up so high that if you were fielding, it would be a really easy one to catch her and for her to be out. Yes. I thought you were a cricket, an ex-cricketer, you know? I forgot this is a cricket podcast. No, I... Well, yeah, we played that in the summer terms at school, but I was always just fielding and I just go as far away as possible. Right. I did like the cricket jumpers, though. I was yeah. just thinking this morning for winter, I would love like yeah, a lovely nice, wool and cricket cream. Yeah. Oh, I just spat at you, sorry. That's been nice, okay. I'd love a cricket jumper. Or maybe a cricket cardigan. Yeah. That could be mm. great. Mm. Mm. Putting that out there, we really need that in the climate of California. Yeah, because <laughs> to say, I'm always craving to wear a cardigan. I'm sweating right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scene ends with a shot of a magazine. Yeah, and it now shows a magazine. The now a magazine, and it shows the pictures yeah. that they've just been taking. And yeah, they're all like paparazzi in quotation marks. Pictures. And do you see the, the like tagline? They have the audacity to call it caught on camera. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very unflattering shot of Lisa as well that they use. 
of her licking oh. City on the rug. It's not the best shot of Lisa. Oh, I thought she looked It's okay. a better shot of Michelle and Andy, so I feel like they prioritise them, which is mean. And obviously, Johnny's not uh, Johnny's not part of this whole scene because he's up in, you know, wherever. Well, who knows what he's doing. He's, no, he's in Skeg... Oh, uh, I was going to say he's in Skegness doing the... What's the, what's the show called again? Starlight Express. Starlight Express tour, sorry. <laughs> is that the one of the skates? <laughs> yeah. Right. Next so, stop. This is Lisa and Johnny hit the town. Now, do you know where they were? Oh my God. I totally have been to this place. Are they at the Trocadero? No, they are at, there's this place, it's the Namco, like, place on the South Bank, I think it is. It's, so you know where the- near the aquarium? Yeah, it's right next door to the aquarium. It's in the same, it's in the same building as the aquarium, but it's, it's like, it's this kind of Namco. They have, because they have the bumper cars and all of the games and the dance machines and the, and the bar. I've been to that. I've got drunk in that place before. Wait, and isn't there also a giant Marriott hotel or something behind there? And the legend goes that one member of Eternal is a massage therapist at that hotel. Yes, I see you crying. Oh my God, I filmed something at that hotel once, actually. I've never... <laughs> I, I always heard that in the spa of that Marriott, someone from Eternal <laughs> does massage. <laughs> Runs the spa. Esther. Esther. <laughs> Esther. Get that Esther massage. Right, so in this scene, Johnny and Lisa, they're still in central London. They're making use of that. Yeah, that, that suite. That suite they've got. At the Radisson. <laughs> they're bowling. They're doing shots together. Yeah. Just the two of them doing shots. And then Nathan phones them. Yeah. And this is this is... This gave me a tickle of excitement. <laughs> so Nathan phones and tells Lisa that, that for for her new single electric for the Capitol playlist, there are only a few spots and she's made it onto the Capitol yeah. playlist. <laughs> it was a sweet scene, isn't I it? I know. And then they, they, this is kind of, they, they cut this scene together in a strange way because they, they make it seem like they leave the, the Namco thing on the South Bank, but then they cut back to it again. Because then there's a really weird quick shot they're just trying to show that Lisa's drunk, basically, aren't they? Because they show that shot of them in a people carrier. <laughs> Can we? Should we act out this this quick scene with her and Johnny? I'll be I'll be Johnny. Okay. Oh, I think we're gonna go past my drama school. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was her drama school? Wait a minute. She must have been Italia Conti, right? The next scene, still in Zone One, still in Central London, it's the Leicester Square launch party for. Electric, the single, but also I think the TV show yeah. that we're talking about, Totally Scotland. Yeah, because you saw Alex Zane. Yes. I and, saw that. And there was a step and repeat yeah. that had t- Totally Scotland. Steps and repeat. Steps and repeat. Yeah. Um, we Just really quick to go back to the, the Namco scene. There was oh, just sorry. two things I, I needed to talk about. One was Dance Machines, which I love Dance Machines. Yeah. They're the best. And then the, a horrible line from Johnny where they're drunk in that bar and he goes, You've got quite big breasts for a little girl. Really horrible little line. I didn't really enjoy that at all. Yeah, but for me, it just it reinforced that they are really. Yeah, into he, each I other. know what he was trying to say. He was just basically trying to compliment her, saying she's got a very tiny frame and, and big tits. But I didn't like the way he called her a little girl. It was very oh, uncomfortable. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, back to the back to the show premiere. So again, Johnny opens this scene with she's wearing another, you know, rara skirt, ice skating outfit, mm-hmm. and Johnny says, "If the wind blows, we're all gonna enjoy it." <laughs> It's like that Johnny. I didn't need. I didn't need a comment about her tits and her vagina like back to back. It's like, like that. Johnny. Just tell her. Do you know what, babe? You look really sexy. Yeah, exactly. Tonight. You you can compliment your wife like that, but don't be all like. Don't bring us all into yeah, it. Yeah. No, thank you. Now the celebs at this oh. launch. I've I've split them into two categories. Okay. okay. The celebs that we see outside. Yeah. 
in Leicester Square and then the celebs inside. Yeah. So the celebs outside. I feel like there's definitely, see? I feel like there's one person that you have, you have missed. But anyway, so. Oh, I don't think there. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's funny because I think there's someone that you've missed. Okay. Okay. So. Outside, who have we got? The Cheeky Girls. There they are. Posing, I think, with a fan. There it's was a like fan. A, a fan in the middle. So we got the Cheeky Girls. Kelly and Jessica from Liberty X. Liberty X ladies. H. Oh, and H, H. I literally have H with a, a question mark and it says, I thought it said hi in my notes. <laughs> H is there. Yeah. So we get inside. Yeah. And Lisa is speaking to the audience. Well, saying, she's getting ready to go and speak to the audience. Did you see that very strange scene where the PR gate was going, you're special, you're special, you're special, oh, like yeah. in her face. I was like, what a weird pump up. But yeah, he pumps her up by just saying you're special over and over to her. And she goes out and addresses the, what I described as a very moist press room it looks very sweaty and really everyone if you look everyone looks very a lot of like sweaty brows and it looks very like hot and cramped that little oh. press room that she's in with a lot a lot of giant plumber displays yeah and she gets introduced by alex zane who is a real fixture of the two th- early 2000s isn't he yeah Al- t4 alex zane very he's he's very much the tone of this show actually yeah. the kind of the behind the scenes tone of just like snark yeah c- completely it's like you can imagine him and Back in the day, him and Alexa Chung, like, sitting together with their eyeliner and same hair and both being like, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess it's time for, like, Totally Scott Lee. Like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, watch it if you want. Yeah, we're not going to. Yeah, exactly. We're going to, like, ride off on our petty farthings. <laughs> who cares? And she gets out. Lisa gets out in front of the crowd. And she... Now, I think this, again, I think this is a launch for the single and for the show. Yeah. But we just hear her saying, well, you know, Electric, so I've got to get into the top 10. Otherwise, you know... I'm going to have to go away and I don't want to go away. I want to keep on doing this. Words to that effect. Yeah. This also, for me, started to, to question where, how did they film this show? Yeah. How close to filming did they then release the yeah. episodes? It seems, like, it seems like there was a very long lead in time up until a certain point. Then it like really, the editing and release schedule is very like cramped, it yeah. seems. We'll see how that plays out in the next two episodes when yeah. they actually watch the song go into the charts. I don't know if you noticed a certain celebrity in the audience i'm gonna show you so, so. okay okay so we're in this sweaty room carpeted that's adding to the sweat yeah. as well it's gonna trap that moisture now All on right. the front row of this press event there is a certain someone i've taken a very quick pause who do you think this is hang on blonde beauty here I, I, it looked like twiggy from a distance i think it's nikki chapman oh of course it's nikki chapman <laughs> Okay, so after Nikki Chapman's there, we the, have the LA read of the UK. <laughs> we have we have a, a hair tossing montage with just multiple. It's a lot of the like Sarah Mandys and a lot of the like boyfriends, a lot of the the Scott Lee brothers' girlfriends all tossing their manes around on the dance floor. I think Michelle is as well. And Michelle, yeah, yeah, Michelle's making a real scene. She is. Yeah. She's 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 almost aggressively showing up this time, which is which is different from her trying to fade into the background at a Scott Lee event. It's almost like a. It's just as it's just as much of a power move as, as not doing anything. She's decided just to go for it this time. I viewed it as the power move of Lisa turning up really drunk at Michelle's birthday. Absolutely. This is it's her like revenge. Michelle Michelle's revenge. She's turning up really boisterous yeah. to essentially Lisa's event. Yes, absolutely. Of course. There was a weird shot of the PR gay air jiggling Michelle's tits. Did you see that? Yeah. A lot of tit work in this episode he's, and I don't like it. He's maybe been to the bathroom for a little freshen up. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Well then, and then we finally, just a really quick shot of some girls having their picture taken with someone on some flip phone cameras. Now this is a true deep cut. Did you see who these girls were having their picture taken with? Oh, I sure did. It's, 
Coca-Cola addict, Jennifer Ellison. No, oh my God. I didn't even see Jennifer Ellison. You I'm didn't talking see Jennifer about Ellison. someone else. There's a picture with another. Oh, no, okay. I'm going to okay. come to that. So I just want to explain uh, <laughs> Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola addict. addict, Jennifer Ellison. She went on the swim and she was addicted to sugar. She drank like eight, eight cans of uh, full fat Coke every day. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Ellison. She's prime this period. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was another one <laughs> getting their photograph taken. Now. Yeah. I didn't Google this person because I did it off the top of my head. Is this Gay Craig from Big Brother? Yes, it is. <laughs> gay Craig of Craig and Anthony fame exactly. of Big Brother. Because yeah. it's not Craig. No, not, not Craig. Craig. No, not, not Craig. You no. came the, the builder. Gay Craig is from Norfolk, where I'm from. He has a really Norfolk accent. And he sounds like this all the time. Anthony. Anthony. Of the, oh my God. I know that we always talk about talking about Big Brother, but fuck me. That Craig and Anthony series, like, you know me and you know my love life. And you know all of the mistakes I've made about you know, falling for a straight guy who gives me the time of day, that Craig and Anthony storyline broke my heart for poor Craig. He like basically just like fell in love with Anthony and Anthony just like entertained it, strung him along, but also yeah. never actually strung him along. And then <laughs> just all those scenes of Craig like weeping and just being like, fuck you. I know. It was, ugh. I think he owns a, a salon in Norfolk, you know. Cra- uh, wait. Craig. Craig does. I think Anthony also owns a salon. Do you have anything else before the scene ends? Because no, there's something I want to point out. Okay, go for Just, it. Just, um, I'm going to say when Lisa and Johnny and their entourage of Sarah Mandy's uh, walk down the stairs to exit this Leicester Square venue. Yeah. I just want to point out this one Sarah Mandy in the background. Oh, wow. Is she wearing a trilby? She's dressed very much like uh, Britney in the Me Against the Music yes. video <laughs> when she enters the club wearing that trilby yeah. hat. Yeah. And they walk past us a load of like rubbish on the street, don't they? A lot of like like Leicester Square, like old bins oh, hanging out. Oh, they do. Out. <laughs> they really do. But to be fair to them, there's a lot of press attention going on outside. Yeah. On the way in and on the way out. Yeah. I think, I guess maybe having Michelle, have, well, having Craig from Big Brother, they already got the paps. Oh, do you know what? After that high. Now we go to a scene I'm calling the evil press. Yeah, I couldn't think of what to call it. I just called the papers. We open on this headline. Hearsay flop star Johnny's cheating on steps. Lisa with the dancer. Now I found all the punctuation very confusing and I really flubbed reading that because it was a tabloid headline. It It makes no sense. It it was a little too much. And then the the, the subheading says love rat husband betrays her for a second time. Love rat. Do you remember the era of love love rat? Darren Day. Is he a real love rat? Darren Day is the reason the term love rat was coined. Who does he love rat on? Uh, Suzanne from Hearsay. Suzanne Shaw. Suzanne Shaw. Did you also notice the date of this newspaper that they were looking at no what was it september the 11th <laughs> oh well it was their september 11th wasn't it <laughs> so we've got some headlines about johnny cheating on lisa with a dancer so they're both sitting there in the kitchen and they're both reading it together now i found this a lot confusing to unpack but here's what i think it is someone has sold a story yeah. on johnny and this dancer but it's yeah. not the dancer no because the dancer, I think, is quoting the article as denying it. Yeah. And he says, he Johnny says it later as well, doesn't he? He's like, oh, even the dancer said it wasn't me. And then Lisa's saying they'll find the little bitch who did it. So that's all going on. It did make me think, oh God, it actually must be really... St- like, these two are in love. There's no way Johnny's cheating on Starlight Express, the tour. But this must be very stressful to have yeah. it because you can imagine nana reading this yeah well and you get that later with johnny's family yeah, his mom's like, like it's, oh it's actually really affecting us it's really stressful for everyone so you know what johnny does he pops over to the bin and shoves that paper in the bin doesn't recycle oh did you notice that lisa was also giving herself a french manicure during this scene she was <laughs> 
I also noticed when he went to pop the thing, the, the paper in the bin, uh, a lovely design detail in the kitchen Ooh. that we haven't picked up on before. Just gonna, I've got this shot over here. So this kind of like, on all the kitchen units, there's a piping, which is fake bamboo. Oh, lovely. And what is that like kind of exposed bit above it there? The grill. I think that's maybe like a boiler or something. So there's like a vent. A little vent. But it, that also looks like it's in bamboo. Yeah. Oh, look. yeah, look at that fake... Oh, look at that. They've got a Glade plug-in. Did you see that? Glade plug-in. Of course they've got a Glade plug-in. What, fl- what flavor of, of Glade plug-in? Vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> oh, Lisa Scott Lee, is a, she is a Glade plug-in, isn't she? <laughs> she, is. <laughs> she really is. I'm surprised there hasn't ever been a collab between her and like Glade plug-ins. It must have been. Has there ever been a celeb collab with Glade plug-ins? That feels... A celeb collab with Glade plug-ins? Yeah, what a celeb. <laughs> but... Actually, I feel like now that's Stacey Solomon territory. Yeah, that literally stinks of Stacey Solomon. That's a great idea. Hey, Glade. Glade. Glade, <laughs> Glade Stace, anyone? Anyone <laughs> listening to us? Anyone out there? Okay, so that that's really that scene. Because then we go to... I've just written another premiere. Well, no, before, the, before we get to the premiere, at the end of that scene, the button of that scene, Mish and Andy oh, yeah. are also reading the papers. And I just noted that Michelle now has deep plum colored hair. Yeah. And the Teddy, the Teddy cams are back behind them. <laughs> <laughs> Those spy cams. Do you know what? Grab the Oyster card. Cause we're going to go back to zone one Leicester square. Oh, I mean, this is some prime Leicester square. So they are at the, well, they're in the car on the way to this premiere at this point. And the, I, I think on the ticket, it looked like the film was called Goal. It, oh, did it say that? Great. Yeah, because goal. I Googled it because um, Lisa's like, oh, is this is this going to be all about football? Yeah. AKA soccer. And Johnny's like, well, it's got, it's got David Beckham. Mm. So initially I thought, is this Ben? Did, like, like Beckham? Beckham? Yeah, nope, no, no. too early. So I then looked up and there were two movies. One was called Goal. And yeah. one was, oh, I thought I wrote it down here. Oh, yeah. Goal, The Dream Begins. Yeah. So I think, I think it was, yeah, that was Goal. So that yeah, the the PR gay is handing out the tickets to them, and then they start talking about the video and how like how it came out well. Then the the PR gay makes yet another gaff gaff for you and me. He then decides to slate Rachel Stevens' latest video and say that it looked crap. Yeah, and then Johnny Ropey. went. Well, no, he said it was the PR gay said how crap is Rachel Stevens' video. Then Johnny went, it's ropey, isn't it? Then I was trying to work out what video is it's this. It's so good. Remember, we looked it up last week when we were talking about what song she had uh, oh, out. So what? What is that video? Okay, we just stopped to watch the <laughs> Rachel Stevens' so again. good video again because <laughs> we actually forgot it from last week. <laughs> what? What's your take on it? Is I it ropey? It, it no, crap? I think it looks like it was made with the exact same budget as Lisa's video. I, I would agree. But yeah. She's got dancers, which makes it look a little bit better than at Lisa's. But then there was a couple of shots that were unfortunate of those dancers that it all looked a bit clump a lump. Yeah. It's, it is pretty ropey. Yeah. Okay. We'll give them that. <laughs> okay. Which is better though? Rachel's video or Lisa's video? Lisa's video. It, it, okay. Great. Yeah. So PR gay and Johnny. I don't like your tone, but you're correct. <laughs> 15 years later, we're letting you know, fine, you're yeah. right. So Lisa steps out of the car and she's wearing another galaxy chocolate dress uh, with a choker. Sure is. And do you know what? Johnny's coordinated. Yeah. He's wearing galaxy chocolate color as well. Yeah. And um, do you also notice the Yates's pub oh, in the background? My next note is, ugh, Yates's Leicester Square. Is there anywhere more depressing? Have you ever been to that, that Yates's? I've definitely had a drink in there before. I'm going to be really... Um, uh snooty snooty and snobby again well well, hang on 
I'm shocked. Go on. And say that I think I've only been there because you forced me to go once or you forced me to meet meet you there to like rescue you from the straits to take you on a gay night out. Maybe. Now don't be like, that would never happen. No, no. The, all of that scenario was correct, but I... <gasps> it's permanently closed. I don't know why that's making me... <laughs> rocked to your core by the closure of Yates' Leicester Square. Oh, it closed in 2017. Oh, wow. Shock closure. closure. I should ask Charlie. You know, she's always being forced to work in Leicester Square. Oh, yes, yeah, so she is. Well, she, she did that stint at the M&M world, didn't she? <laughs> that office that overlooked it where she was filled with rage every time she looked out the window. <laughs> what pub do you think it was replaced with? Oh, uh, Weatherspoons. A walkabout. Uh, oh, <laughs> oof. Walkabout. The caption says, walkabout is set to bring a slice of Aussie fun to Leicester. Oh, just Leicester. Just Leicester. <laughs> Oh, for any US listeners, Walkabout is a Australian-themed chain bar. Oh, no, wait <laughs> a minute. Chain. I've got confused. This is about the Yates's in Le- Leicester. Oh. <laughs> anyway, God, we won't. Okay, let's, let's get back on really, track. Yeah, we were in the weeds. Okay, we're in the weeds in Leicester. So the, the point of this whole scene really is that, that they're, Johnny and Lisa are scared that they're going to be asked about their relationship. And the PR gay is saying like, no, just like, don't answer any questions about your relationship. Like, Which I thought was so weird. Yeah, because then we have that very strange moment where the, they're talking to a, like a reporter, to a journalist. And uh, yeah, a journo. A journo. And, you know, she's like, oh, and how is everything? And like, the PR gay is like pulling them away. And like, Lisa's trying, she's like, everything's fine. And it kind of made them seem like it, they were lying. Yeah, it made them seem worse. Yeah. And it's like, all you need to do is just talk to them and you'll see how steady and boring and together they are. Like, I know. Well, they've got the matching, matching galaxy colored outfits. Yeah. Also, shout out to the Haagen-Dazs Cafe in the background. We get a little shot on oh, as well. I've, eaten, I've, I've had a little, a little Sunday in that Haagen-Dazs Cafe. I tell you what, I'd meet you there. That'd be <laughs> yeah. nice. Lisa's got a stain on her dress, but she can cover it up with her bag. Anyway. Oh, is that what she was saying? <laughs> got yeah. it. Okay. Next, I've called this scene lit midweeks with Mish. Yeah. Michelle's single. So, so this is, I think this is the midweek chart. Yeah, definitely. Okay, she's sitting there in a chunky knit shrug. Yeah. And she's got a cuppa and she's on that leather couch. With her plum hair. With her plum hair. and Deep plum. Deep plum hair, freshly plumped hair. <laughs> and they're awaiting, she's with Andy, and they're awaiting the news of the midweek chart of where Song for Lovers, Liberty X single has gone into. Yeah, and just everyone should note the four is the number four. Oh, wait, what did I say? No, no, no. It's Song for Lovers, but it's written as the mm. number four. Oh my god, and it's gonna Oh yeah. And it Oh Yeah. Much like the iconic song for Mutia. Mm. <laughs> Out of control. <laughs> do 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 do. So her phone rings with a polyphonic ringtone. Yep. I actually genuinely felt nervous here. Yeah. I was like, oh god, this must be what it's like to, to be a pop star. Yeah. The the polyphonic ringtone goes and it's Tony in the line, because remember Tony from Liberty X wrote the song. Irish tone. And you can kind of hear what he's saying just about again. Well, it's very like exactly again this is before the time of being able to put your phone on loudspeaker and you hear him saying it's not terrible and michelle's like oh go on oh no go on all right and then he i think he says 13 right and she goes right right and he's like i'm only joking and he says it's number four yeah song four lovers yeah. came in at number four, four. song four Mutia. Love 
that song. It's a great song. Right out town, have a damn damn do. Shout out to our 2021 <laughs> Sugar Babe special that will come. Okay. And it's funny because you know what? Last night, Michelle had a dream that had gone at number four. I know. And then what's this? Someone's at the door. It was only bloody Jessica. Jessica from Liberty X. Solid old Jessica. Where does she live? I don't know. Do they all live in like a, like a, I don't know, student halls? I don't know. I love Jessica though. Seeing her makes me feel so safe. Me too. (laughs) She comes and plops down and starts talking about how they're, they're very confusing kind of mathematics about how they need to sell more, they can sell more than Kanye West. They're 220 copies behind Kanye West. That's what they're saying. So it should be. He had an extra day ahead of them. So they could outsell Kanye West. They could outsell. However, when I looked up Song for Lovers, I think it eventually went in at number five. Okay. Which is still what she wanted. Still, they wanted the top five. But you know what? We're going to have to celebrate more champagne. Yep, absolutely. Okay, next scene. Nathan Lisa grab a bite. Okay. I've called it working lunch at Est Est Est. (laughs) Oh my God. Do you remember Est Est Est? (laughs) No. You don't. I think I do. I'm not sure. Is that is it like in um, near like Trafalgar Square? Est 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 was just another kind of very nondescript Pizza Express type. Oh, chain. hang on. Was it like a question mark? Mm, was the logo like a question mark? I don't remember. But it was one of those ones which has definitely died a death now because it was like it was like pre ZZs. Exactly. It's definitely pre ZZs. It was just called Est Est Est. How do you spell that? E-S-T, E-S-T, E-S-T. Oh no, I'm getting confused with a different pizza chain. That so I'm... that's is, 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 is in, in French. Oh, <laughs> so stupid. So they're just chomping away. And this is really just a great scene where they're talking about Michelle's kind of chart success. Yeah. They've and... kind of like, she's, Lisa's maybe ordered a, a Caesar salad. Yeah. Uh, and Nath is there. I don't know what he's ordered. Maybe a, a couscous salad. Yeah. Something like that. And Lisa basically says, you know, everyone's like tries to make it a competition between me and Shell, as she calls her. Really like that. No niche for her. It's Shell. Well, Michelle's current Instagram and Twitter tag is Wonder Woman Shell. Yeah. So, yeah. So she says, oh, everyone's always trying to make it like a competition between me and Shell. But, you know, like she's in because she's in like a, you know, boy and girl group. And I was in a boy and girl group. But, you know, uh, you know, I've been there and done that. And, you know, it's, it's not a competition. But, you know, if it was. Well, she, win. Well, she, well, yeah, she says wrote, that she ain't wrong. <laughs> I, I wrote exactly the same thing. She she says, you know, I've already done that with Steps and they were phenomenally successful. Yeah. So it's not a competition. And I just wrote, she's not wrong. Mm. It's true. They had way more, way more success. Liberty X ultimately had moderate success. They had a surprising amount of successes, I think is how you describe Liberty X. Considering the, the circumstances that they came from and what happened to Hearsay, they they got a lot more solid success out of it. Never were, forget the Ain't Nobody cover, Richard oh, X. Oh, I love that. I swear there's a version of that song somewhere where at the beginning, there's an extended intro and they all introduce themselves. Ah. And it's like, I'm Michelle. And it's like, hello, I'm Tony. <laughs> I'm Kevin. <laughs> I'm Jessica. Oh, gay bait Kevin. Oh, I know. They're talking through strategy, Nath yes. and Lisa. So I thought this was a very interesting thing. Yes, he's like, the Christmas thing. Yeah, he's like, okay, well, this group of uh, radio stations have put you in the playlist wireless in exchange. Group. What was it? The wireless The wireless group. group in exchange for you turning on the Christmas lights. And yep. she's like, yep, on it. I'm like, fair enough. Yep. That's a good, that's yeah, a good exchange. That's a very good deal. Yeah. Like that. So, I mean, if Nath is behind that, you know, 
then I thought this was a very interesting moment. He's Nathan admits that he was very happy when Lisa got press for the cheating story. Yeah. But then he says, but then honestly, I had to stop myself from getting excited because I thought about you. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that honesty from Nathan. Yeah. And Lisa totally understands. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I get it. I get it. And then they kind of talk about how Johnny did like a counter story to try and counter the cheating things and how it backfired. Fucking hell. <laughs> and Lisa also is very honest here yeah. because she says, so yeah, Johnny does this counter story where he talks about his relationship with Lisa. Yeah. And then Lisa admits here it was actually very hypocritical because Lisa's told Michelle that she doesn't want to read about yeah. Michelle and Andy's sex life in the, in the papers. And then... You know, Johnny ends up going to do his story about their sex life in the papers. Which read the headline? Fucking hell. I've bedded my Mona Lisa on a beach and a park bench. Fucking hell. Now, Mona Lisa, I know they were trying to make sex moan joke, but like, she really does moan a lot. So that's Mona very Lisa. funny. But also, I don't believe that they had sex on a park bench. I believe maybe they had sex on the beach, like, you know, in the Maldives on one of their like basic holidays. But I don't think they had sex on a park bench. I don't think Lisa would do that. I think they maybe had like a fumble. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's like if she touched his penis on like a park bench or something yeah. like that, but like nothing else more than that. And then in the little subheading, I just saw it said, I'm not a love rat like Darren Day. I wouldn't have the energy. <laughs> well, I mean, he's too busy on the skates. Exactly. If you're skating three times a week, you can't also be a love rat like Darren Day. Skating eight times a week. Eight times a week, eight sorry. Eight times a week. You know, Darren Day is had his resurgence when he was on Celebrity Big Brother and he is responsible for the Gemma Collins, the infamous Je Gemma Collins quote, which is... Listen, Gemma. I'm claustrophobic, Darren! Listen. They don't get it! I'm claustrophobic! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what were, were they trying to, like, squeeze her into a chest? I don't know. Who knows? I'm claustrophobic, Darren! Oh. <laughs> so, that is that scene. Yeah. So then, after all this press shenanigans is going around, I've called this next scene All Round to Casa Chantel. Oh, yeah. I just put Johnny's parents, but yes, I, I love that. So they're speaking to Johnny's no-nonsense mum, and she's like, well, do you know what? I don't love think her. the press loved her. Don't think the press think about the family. It's stressful for all of us. And she says, the press don't give a monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> don't give a monkeys. What is the what's the long version of give a monkeys? Oh, God, we're going to have another etymology correction, oh, aren't we? God. Get in touch with us, word gaze. Um, give a monkeys ass or something? I don't know. Monkey's uncle. Monkey's uncle? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, feel like that's, I feel that's probably like a problematic phrase. Anyway, I wrote, Johnny's family seem really nice. <laughs> seem really nice. <laughs> Um, and also, they all, like, Lisa and them get on well. Yeah. They get on, like, they all have a lovely time because I think it's Johnny's sister-in-law is there with the baby. Yeah. And then Johnny's brother. Well, in this scene, we should yeah. say, Lisa, Johnny's mum, and Johnny's sister-in-law and baby are in the kitchen. Yeah. Because they're women. They should be in the kitchen. Of course, yeah. And then the men... Um, Johnny, Johnny's brother and Johnny's dad yeah. are in the in the sitting room. They probably had the footy on but muted it for the filming, probably. Yeah. Because that's what men do is watch football. I, I've, I don't know. I've heard that. Yeah, that's all I do. Shout out to the pint glass of orange squash yep. that's sitting there. <laughs> and then there's an empty pint glass in the in front of the footy with the lads. <laughs> yeah, and they, they basically, this is where we have that scene that we heard from last week, which is where his brother's like, oh, you know, I haven't heard it on, on Radio 1. And Johnny's like, they're not going to play it on Radio 1. And then inexplicably, he shouts out the radio station, Leicester Sound. Yeah. A lot of Leicester chat in this episode, isn't they're, there? They're talking about um, Lisa's single electric. Yes, sorry, of course. And they're just talking through, you know, whether they've heard it on the radio or not. Well, Lisa does say that her agent said that the phone's ringing again. Oh, yeah, of course. So, like, she's getting more job offers. Um, 
oh she says actually um the phone's ringing again and people want me gigs every weekend anyway the reason i was rushing is because a we've been talking for a million years and b because this next scene at concept we need to talk about for maybe five hours okay well, first of all <laughs> i need to get out um uh, a whiteboard and some graph paper because the, yeah the math yeah maths yeah. is gonna happen in this okay. discussion is big all right so we're back at concept okay nicola and max are getting together to talk figures to talk we're really getting into crunching some numbers here <laughs> So Nicola's coming in and she's talking about which shops have ordered which amount of the single electric. So it's all about physical CD singles being in shops for people to buy. Now, I don't know if you noticed. Well, first of all, Max has got um, a very warm looking pint of Diet Coke yep. on his desk. And then he's also got a <gasps> mug. Oh my God. Branded with the band fix with two x's right yeah 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 you really gotta <laughs> hold on me did they also do a cover of wild, wild boys, boys. <laughs> wild boys. <laughs> fix p-h-i-x-x i loved fix. yeah fix were very they they very your vibe because they they did like an 80s like kind of it was like an 80s throwback sound that they did wasn't it yeah and there was that really like faggy one that was they really pushed forward to be like sexy what was his name andrew kinlochen andrew yeah oh yeah i was yeah. obsessed with him yeah he was so, sexy fun story about <laughs> fix we're back in my uh uni halls of residence in first year okay i bought the cd single for hold on me and on it was a screensaver of fix oh i popped that into my toshiba laptop okay and i left it there one day okay and then i left my room and locked the door i came back to the house hours later and everyone's like ben you need to turn it off and the fixed screensaver <laughs> was just going over and over just going not the whole song just yeah 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 you really gotta hold on me yeah 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 imagine that going on for hours that andrew guy he had real dolphin's beak hair didn't he <laughs> That hair had been through the dolphin's beak. I think even he, more, maybe a swordfish's beak. I think he was a bit of a, an icon for me at that age. Like I like, I, I liked their clothes. I liked their styling. Yeah. I wanted to GHD my dolphin's beak hair just like them. Super into them. Yeah. Oh wait a minute! And didn't the lead singer, the blonde one, go out with Sarah Harding for he a while? Did. And Mikey. they both, they both had yes, Mikey, Brannon. I don't know. I, I just remember. I can only pull Mikey out of my out of the archives of my head. Anyway, Oof. let's go back to Nicola with the facts and the figures. Okay, Virgin Records um, have ordered 3,000 singles. <laughs> HMV have ordered 5,000 singles. And Asda, or Asda's if you're an annoying person, have ordered 5,000 copies. So we're at 13,000 copies. Physical copies have been ordered by shops. Now, last week, it took 11,000 singles yeah. sold to get into the top 10 and they're shipping 13,000 and as a general rule now I hope Carol Vorderman's got that pen out the general rules you only sell a third or half of what you ship yeah so we're talking at best seven and a half thousand copies they're gonna sell yeah with single. so they need to have shipped out 30,000 copies something like that yeah. to make it is that right? So, yeah, it, around that with the figure. third rule. Yeah. So they're basically falling short, and the one of the reasons they're falling short is Woolworths. Woolies. Wool, Woolies hadn't at this point said whether they're going to stock the single or not because they're only stocking singles of songs that will definitely get to the top ten, yeah. and they're not convinced. Yeah, and that's actually even even at the best of times would be a depressing statement for a pop star releasing a song because this is so specific about top 10 to have willies not have the faith in you that's tough i know 
So, well, also it's because you know Woolies. Not only do they sell CDs, they sell a lot of other. They sell books, wrapping paper cards. It's like you can't pick and mix. Yeah, pick and mix. You can't have all of that and like the top forty singles in the in the house. You know. Well, I think I think do you know I read that Woolies is coming back. No, it was a it was a hoax. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what a terrible hoax. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel nothing either way about that hoax. <laughs> oh, but you know, there's some people in the UK who are upset about that. Mm-hmm. Oof. Okay, so. After crunching the numbers, wonderful, slippery Nicola, she just glides off. (laughs) She She just leaves the office. And Max, although Max is the head of Concept Records, this is his job. Yeah. He gets on the blower to Lisa. Yeah, and he seems nervous. Did you notice his voice was kind of quavering when he was talking to her? I wrote quavering, like the crisps. (laughs) Quavering. Quavering is a term for... Quivering. No, your voice quavers. It doesn't quiver. It quivers as well, but a quavering voice is definitely a thing. Now you're looking at me in a way that's making me really panic about all of my knowledge in life. Hang on. Oh my God, a prawn cocktail quaver. I love quavers. Oh my God. Regular quavers, no. Prawn cocktail quaver. Quavering. Quaver of a person's voice shake or tremble in speaking, typically through nervous or emotion. So it's qui- is quiver also. You can also. quiver and a quaver, yeah. Okay. So Max is a quivering and a quavering <laughs> as he calls Lisa. He calls Lisa. She's she's cleaning in her grey tracksuit. She's got her Dettol anti-back spray on. She does. She's spritzing the table and she's it, she's in the kitchen. I bet Lisa loves to wipe down a surface. I feel like just I feel like that just like you her. and I. Yeah, we feel that affinity with her. Yeah. <laughs> so Max, anyway. with his quivering, quavering voice, breaks the news to Lisa about the shipments. Now Lisa, she's straight to the point here, and she says, "If the singles aren't in the shops, it doesn't matter how hard I'm working to promote it." Yeah. It's just a very good point. Mm-hmm. And this is genuinely quite interesting because we would, and again, this is incredibly outdated than 15 years ago, but this is an insight yeah. that you would never normally get into the industry. Well, I like that it's a dated insight. It's it's interesting that I never truly really thought about the, the physical, people having to physically buy songs being about shipments and numbers and stuff. You just always felt like, oh, they just, shops just buy them all and then... But then, yeah, you're like, actually, of course, they they must have projections and orders. Otherwise, they would just order thousands of, like... A terrible single on that note i went down a real rabbit hole because i was like wait a minute no one's talked about itunes i tunes yeah you might say in the uk give it that chu tunes i tunes no one's talked about that no one's talking about downloads no. and i was like do downloads not count i went down a whole rabbit hole oh, okay please so we're in october the song's coming out october 2005 yeah itunes in the uk came out in june 2004 okay and by this point, iTunes downloads did count towards chart placements. Okay. So that's not mentioned at all. I guess it was just not important. Hadn't really still. like... But it's weird because I... On the article I was reading, things like Gnarls, Barkley, Crazy, they were all like... And Gorillas of this right. year, there was a lot of chat about their, their downloads helping them. I honestly cannot remember moving from buying physical cds to downloading songs because i feel like you and i are a very specific age where we did a lot of illegal downloading in between so i feel like i don't really ever remember i feel like i can remember buying cds and then i feel like i can remember like now (laughs) when i listen to things on spotify and like apple music and i don't remember anything in between i actually wasn't big on illegal downloading because i just didn't know how to do it (laughs) so i got some friends to do some mixed cds for me but i went so you weren't big on the limewire scene no I, i really wasn't so I was buying CD singles. I remember I even bought like a couple. I bought when I just moved to London, 2006 from Woolies, actually. Oh. I bought Pussycat Dolls. How did it a man to make me happy? I'm better be, be. So the phone call happens. Max then like 
shuffles. Well, we don't see it, but he's clearly like shuffles out to go see Nicola. Yeah, he does one of his post Lisa calls with Nicola. He is so spineless. Yeah, he is. Like Nicola's really slippery. Yeah, but speaks with slippery conviction. Max is really spineless and really leans on Nicola a lot. So we then just cut to a scene where Nicola is just worked up. Yeah. And she's like, well, I mean, I don't know what these, these, you know, celebs think, you know, that they're the only ones out there working. We're working too. It's like, Lisa didn't say any of that. (laughs) Well, as far as we saw. No, I I get, I get the, the, the the tension of the thing is the fact that, yeah, Lisa's complaining if there's not going to be physical copies in the shops, what am I doing? And they're complaining like, well, we can't get physical copies in the shops because no one wants them. So like, I get it. They're, they're like, no one wants a Lisa Scott Lee song, so that's why no one's ordering them. So wow. that's the that's the point she's making. On that it? note, we end with Nathan saying, who do buy Lisa Scott Lee records? And Nicola says, my question since the beginning. And yeah. I'm like, Nicola, wait, at what? We haven't seen you say that before. No. Do you think when they were, when um, Max was going to sign Lisa, N- Nicola maybe. was there in the corner being like, well, I don't know who buys your singles. Yeah, maybe. And that's something that hit the cutting room floor that we don't know about. Mm, or it happened behind the scenes. Yeah. And that is the end of episode six. Yeah. What have we got coming up next week? So coming up on the next episode, we get a glimpse of Nath at a record store. Yeah. I think it must be a record store appearance and signing. And they were like, he's like, I've worked, we've worked a year to get to this point on Sunday. We'll find out if it was worth it. And then we just have an appeal to camera from Nana saying, saying, (laughs) go out and buy electric, buy blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So again, this is a moment where I was very confused about where we are yeah. in terms of how close to filming and editing and airing the I know, and I've been I've not been watching ahead. So I'm like, I still don't quite remember how this show wraps up. Because I, <laughs> I wonder if episode eight, because episode seven is a live episode. I Maybe. can't remember. We'll get to it. Yeah. So that was it. What have you called this episode? We always call the episodes totally something. What yep. have you called this? Uh, I wrote totally not a love rap. Oh, okay. I've got three options. Oh, Jesus. Totally doomed. <laughs> yep. Totally central London. Yep. Totally zone one. <laughs> I like totally zone one. Okay. This episode, <laughs> episode six, is totally zone one. Thank you for listening. Get in touch on Instagram and Twitter. Send us an e- email. What's our email address again? Uh, you're welcome, America Podcast at gmail.com. And you are spelt with the letter U and the letter R. Yeah. Watch along on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, YouTube. 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 And once again, you're totally welcome. Yeah, bye. Listen, Gemma. I'm claustrophobic, Darren! Listen. They don't get it! I'm claustrophobic! I've got to be honest, I think that a lot of the time, they don't seem to like you. There's a lot of hard work and there'll be... It's blood, sweat and tears. I don't know, you know, if I suddenly get a guitar out, is, is it believable? 23. Well, that's really shit.